2: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
3: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Invest Talk. This is Thursday, June 17, 2021. And of course, on today's program and podcast, we state the same mission statement day after day independent thinking and shared success so we will provide our shared success we will share our information with you and hopefully you can share your information with me i get many ideas from people from just an average investor out there so don't don't hesitate to share your ideas with me if you think you have something you know that looks really interesting and possible idea for an investment I'll, i'll listen of course, I had to run it through my filters and find out, you know, if it's worth it, and and if it's not, I'll tell you. I will tell you. Anyways, we try to do this all without any kind of bias, one way or another. We try to be as, trust and I try to be as honest and straightforward as we can, as we are able to. So we'll continue to do that. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm here today and have been for the last twenty-one years doing this podcast and radio show. Uh, Justin Klein's on vacation, by the way, but he'll be back next week. I'm going to take a couple days off next week, so he'll take a couple of my days next week. So I encourage you to give me a call. Contact me through our phone. It is live, 888-99-CHART. We call it our listener line. You shape the show any direction you want it to go, as long as the financial. I'm with you on that. So, Call me eight 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 ninety nine chart. We're live, four to five Pacific time Monday through Friday, every week, every week. Been doing it for twenty two years, every day. Now, well, not every day anymore because Justin takes over. But I used to do it for you know, up until about twenty years ago, <laughs> twenty two years ago for twenty years. And I don't mind. I like doing it. It's interesting. It's entertaining. But uh, you know, you you can't do much if you're on the radio. You got to be there. You can't. There's no vacationing, very few days off. So I'm ready to take your calls. Give me a call right now. Any question, as long as it's financial, we'll get there. And here's the first caller
1: already. Hey guys, Miles from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania here. I was giving you a call about Invesco Mortgage Capital ticker symbol IVR. Someone recently brought it to my attention. Uh, kind of just looking at it and wondering if you had an opinion on why it hasn't looked like it's recovered much since the COVID crash. Uh, looks like it used to trade pretty steadily in that $18 range and, and even paid some nice dividends. So I was just curious if you had an opinion on what's keeping it down or if it's possibly a good buy in your opinion. Thanks.
3: The earnings, it's, it's not it's the earnings that kept it down. It was making $1.15, $15, $20, 52 per year per share before COVID. It's going to make four, 39 cents this year and 40 cents next year, so it's it's you know it's inexpensive at four dollars and three cents a share, but it's not returning to that dollar twenty to dollar fifty area. So and sales are still shrinking. So it's Investco Mortgage Capital invests in uh, finances and manages residential and commercial mortgage-backed securities and mortgage loans. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it. I, I wouldn't touch it I mean if it hasn't think of you should look at it this way. if this hasn't run up to back to where it was after we've had this great real estate market mortgages, what's going what's going to give it catalyst to go up if It hasn't done it already something's wrong so I wouldn't do it i'd I'd stay out of it i I would stay out of it. IVR everybody. My focus point today concerns the question, could commodities and related stocks be offering a great buying opportunity? At least one market strategist believes that's true. I believe it's true, so at least two market strategists believe it, if you can call me that. I think it's a great buying opportunity. Uh, My trivia question will focus on the money rules of millionaires. Is becoming a millionaire one of your goals? So my trivia question is coming up at the halfway mark. So, again, money rules of millionaires. Other topics that I, we're going to talk about. Inflation, I want to talk about that. I've been talking about it for a while, but I want to talk about it, continue to talk about it until we really understand what's going on. Uh, I want to talk about uh, unemployment claims that came out. Whoa, did you see the numbers? Well, I'm going to talk about them. And we did talk about, you know, retail sales report that came out earlier in the week was not very good, and I already discussed that a couple days ago, but I want to get into some details. What part of the retail sales report is bad and which ones are good? Kind of give you a little bit more uh, detail as to what part, because it fell much more than we thought it would fall. And where is the problems? In a recovering economy, you would think it would all be expanding fast. So why did it fall? So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Those are the three things I'm going to talk about. But, of course, you drive the show where you want it to go. So where do you want it to go? Okay? The market, Dow was down 210 points. The Nasdaq was up 100 and 122 points, so quite a bit difference. The S&P was down two, down two. So, uh, a lot of volatility. Have you seen the volatility? Justin and I have been warning you about volatility this year. It's going to be outsized. And we've seen the outsized volatility so far. I think you're going to see more for the summer. Don't think volatility is necessarily bad. It gives you opportunities. And that's how you should look at it. Down volatility will give you opportunities. Okay, and so you want some down volatility to take advantage of those opportunities. Do you think the market's just going to go up and up and up and up and never never come down? No, it goes in two directions. But I can tell you this: over any length of period of time, the market goes up. Over any ten-year period, almost any ten-year period, the market's up. So it up and it's up, ranging from eight to. 10 percent depends if you're counting or not counting dividends and how far back you go so it always has a bias to the upside so um, when it does come down you need to be thinking in terms of opportunity not of oh my goodness my count's going down don't think that way That's wrong when the market when when we are in recession that's when warren buffett puts all his money to work right now he's sitting on a ton of cash just on the sidelines I mentioned earlier Jay uh, Diamond at, uh was it Goldman Sachs? Is that who he is? Anyway, he's one of those big firms sitting on $500 billion in cash. You know, he's going to either wait for a better bond market or, you know, which will take a little while, and there will have to be a better mark bond market because the Fed's going to raise rates. Not this year, but they're going eventually. So, you know, sitting on cash is not a bad thing. Having some ammunition to to be able to take advantage of opportunities is not a bad thing. It's not, okay? So, what do you want to talk about? We're headed into a quick break. I am all warmed up. I'm ready to go, everybody. I'm ready to go, let's go. Ask any of your finance or investment questions and I'll help you with the answers. 888-99-CHART is the number.
0: Look at the calendar. Summer is days away. Now, maybe more than ever, you've got to optimize your portfolio investments. To do that, you'll need the right information and a planning strategy adjusted for your situation. And the InvestTalk phone lines are open now. 888-99-CHART.
3: 888-992-4278. Let's go talk to John in San Jose. John,
1: Hi Steve, love your show Thank you. uh, I shorted uh, CLF today I didn't know if I should stay in Or take profit Well it had
3: a nice down day uh, Let's see, let's take a look at Sun Life Financial offers life insurance Health insurance and annuity products In US, UK, Asia And Canada um, I would be very careful Of staying in, I might take the profit on this Let me take a closer look at the I chart. Did.
1: I did, okay. I took it, I didn't know if I should Go back in
3: tomorrow Okay, go back in on the short side. Yeah, yeah, on the short side. No, I don't think I would. I don't. Um, okay, cool. Okay, uh, because you know it it it's got really good fundamentals. I mean, it's got short. I, know. I think it's a short term problem that they're dealing with, and I think they're going to going to recover. I just don't know what level they'll recover from. Right? I mean, I can't. It's hard to know if this is the the done. Has it fallen? It's felled right to a pretty pretty good support area, right where it is now, at fifty dollars, fifty dollars, fifty dollars fifty one dollars, and the next support that comes in about forty seven. So I, I don't I, for that two points, you know, three or four percent to go on the short side. I, it's just not enough, and the company is too strong to really collapse. So I, I don't think I would do it on this one. I wouldn't short it. Everybody else, what John is talking about, he, he sold it short, meaning he wanted it to go down because as it goes down, he would make money. Then he covered his short. They call it buy to cover. You sell the stock short, and you buy the stock back to cover the short position. And he wants to know if he should get back in on the short side. And I'm saying no. He made a nice little profit here. I'd pocket it and move on by to my next trade because this company is too financially strong to bet on the downside much further, even though it probably will go down more. But yeah, how much more? That's the problem. Not that much more. So I don't know if the I don't know if the risk reward uh, formula is, is there to take on the short side. I like to mix things up and change the order of how we present features from time to time. So let's let's get right to the my focus point, okay? While we can, let me move this out of the way. Um, commodities. You know we've been talking about commodities for months, Justin and I, going way back to last year. Commodities looks like a place to be. If F. We're going to recover from COVID, which we will eventually. Commodities will probably be the place to be. And, of course, that turned out to be right. Now, in the last week or two, commodities have come down. I've I've gotten emails saying, should we get out of our commodity positions? And my answer is no. Buy more. That's my answer. If you don't have enough or if you've been waiting for an opportunity to buy some commodities, now's the time to do it. There's some good prices out there now. Now, they might come down more. That, to me, just means it's a better sell price. So I'm not alone in this. There's certain pundits who agree with me on this. And uh, I'm talking about copper, corn, soybeans, anything related to those kind of items. I I think that you need to be in them. I think we're, and I've said this before, I think we're in a multi-year commodity bowl phase. Okay, especially as the world economies recover. Remember, we're just at the very beginning of that recovery, at the very, just at the very beginning. Many countries are, are not recovering yet. So I, I think I, I think commodities are going to have a pretty big run for a pretty long time. It won't be in a straight line. And as I said at the opening of the show, volatility is your friend. Buy when you can. Now, don't buy junk. Buy quality but buy when you can, okay? So that's what I think about commodities. Still bullish on them. Um, 888-99-CHART, Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. 992 4278 Whatever's on your mind. Love to talk to you about it. You know, the Fed said that uh, they uh, fear inflation a little bit more. They felt that uh, it's temporary, the spike in inflation, and they still think that, but they think it's going to be elevated, now, I mean, I hate this. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but that's exactly what I've been saying. I say, well, yeah, we have a spike in inflation, but I think the rate of inflation is going to continue to be high, even though it'll come down somewhat from that high. I still think we're on an upward trajectory. And so now they're talking about raising the rates in 2023, right? Interest rates, overnight rates. Do you think that maybe if you haven't refinanced your mortgage that you better do so? I think you should, because mortgage rates will be going up in the next couple of years. This is Invest Talk, I'm Steve Peasley. So why are we here? Why am I doing this podcast and radio show? Well, I know you need and want strategies, and I want to help you with them. I want to help you understand the volatility, help you navigate through it. So there's a lot of uncertainty. 888-99-CHART. Give me
0: a call. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk alized quiz. The Invest phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-Chart.
3: 888-99-Chart, let's go talk to James in Sonoma. James. How are we doing today, Steve? I'm doing pretty um, good. How about
1: yourself? I want to talk to you about RF, Regional Finance. Okay. Um, I've owned uh, J.P. Morgan. It's the only bank I actually own, just individual stocks. There might be some more in a a, uh, mutual fund or an ETF. But um, I'm looking at this. Um, You guys have talked about regional banks before, and there was a thing on CNBC this morning. They were talking about regional banks. Um, I don't know why this went down 7% today, but it's one of the ones on my little watch list. And I was looking at this because it – has an okay dividend, uh, a little under 3%, and it has a history of raising its dividend by double digits. So this would go in my IRA, and I would just keep it there forever and ever. What do you think of regional banks? Well,
3: I like regional banks. Um, um, Why did this go down? It got oversold today, obviously oversold. And you're right, it went down hard today. Uh, RF is a symbol. It's called uh, Reg- Regions Financial Corporation, holding company for Regions Bank, operating through 1,369 offices in 15 states in the South Midwest. Um, fundamentally, it looks pretty strong. They're going to make $2.16 this year, and only $1.99 next year. But at $2 a share, you know, it's selling for like a nine and a half, nine and three quarter PE. Well, the range is five to twenty. Return on equity is a little weak at six percent. I would like to see more of that, but they don't have much debt, which is surprising. Banks usually carry lots of debt. They don't, so they have a lot of because they don't have a debt. They have a lot of leverage they could take on if they wanted to squeeze more profits. Um, It might be. I'm looking. I'm trying to look at the news. I I wonder they they are buying a Euro bank. Uh, it might be the buy of the uh, offer to buy the bank. Uh, let's see. Um but no, that was yeah, you know, that, that happened some time ago. It's just being consummated now. I don't I don't think that would be it. So I'm not sure why it fell, but I can tell you this, it fell right to support at twenty dollars a share. Okay, that's it. Right. Now I wouldn't buy it t- tomorrow. I'd wanna wait to see it bounce to see if it keeps falling. But uh it's a good solid bank. Good solid bank. Good healthy bank. Thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. I have my trivia question coming up in the next break, but I think we can fit in another caller question before that. So let's do, go ahead and do that. Here's one from our voice bank
1: Hey, Stephen Justin. I'm calling about a stock that I'm interested in buying Caterpillar Inc. Ticker symbol C A T. Uh, looks like it's done pretty well. Recently, their last three quarters have all beat expectations. They just increased their dividend 8%. So it looks like in the last couple of days, their stock kind of went down a little bit. Wondering if that's kind of like a buying opportunity. It looks like they have historically increased double digits for their dividends. So that might be what people were hoping for. From what I'm looking at, financials all look good. I just want to get your guys' take on it, but uh, yeah, let me know. I also just bought the weekly newsletter. Looking forward to getting that. Love the podcast. Listen all the time. Thank you, guys. Bye. appreciate it. Thank you.
3: Yeah, sales jumped 12% in the most recent quarter, and every quarter before that was shrinking. So it's now recovering. Uh, they're going to make $9.87 this year and $12.04 next year. So it th- this fall in price uh, may set up for a buying opportunity. I think they got a little bit overbought, a little ahead. A number of stocks have done this. They so got a little ahead of themselves, coming roaring back. And now everybody's, you know, thinking about, oh, maybe the Fed is going to do something. And maybe interest rates are going to rise. And that is that gonna, wh- what's going to happen? So I think people got a little afraid. This was up to 246, new 52-week high just a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago now it's at 209 lots of support around 200 200 you know 195 to 200. Uh, i i think and it's been selling off on on higher volume i think you want to wait to see if it settles down before you pick it up just like the previous caller in a previous stock wait till it settles down but it looks like a buying opportunity it's not cheap you know from a p range uh, I mean, at $200 a share, making $12, $200 per share stock price, making $12 per share in earnings means that the P.E. is, what, 18, 19? So it's not cheap, but has great return on equity, 22, great cash flow, 2.1% dividend. And And a recovering world economy will help Caterpillar. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. If you're an investor and you're concentrating on building a secure financial future, it is is certain that you want to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question, everybody. Can you name at least two or three money rules that millionaires swear by? What do they do? How do millionaires become millionaires and what do they do? To get that after break, I will supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open and I encourage you to invest, give me questions, invest your time and questions to me. 888-99-CHARM.
4: Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy and where would you want to use it? Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI Red Teaming is the practice of stress-testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use. And that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H A C K E R O N E.com. Hackerone.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every
0: Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART.
3: Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. Can you name at least two or three money rules that millionaires swear by? Now, I am a millionaire, and I grew up in dirt poor conditions. My, parents, my Both my parents weren't even high school graduates. My dad was in the Navy, and he was just a Navy guy. My mom eventually got a job at JCPenney's, okay? And I had, we had a pretty big family. I had four brothers. Um, so you can do it. It's not impossible. These are basic, common-sense things. For instance, think of investing as a long-term strategy. This is Warren Buffett. This is what he's talking about. He didn't start as a billionaire. He, was not, he didn't have a lot of money when he started in the 50s. In the 50s. Think of investing as a long-term strategy. Not I'm going to get in and out, and go going to time to market, blah, blah, blah. Say, spend less than you earn. How many times have you heard me say that? Spend less than you earn. Don't, don't live beyond your means. Even if that means living like a student. But spend less than you earn and invest the rest. That's pretty easy. Save money and invest it. Use compound interest to build your wealth. Now, using compound interest means it takes time. You have to be patient. You do not let fear and greed control your investing strategy. Don't let it control your strategy, fear and greed. What do I mean? I had a call today from a client actually who was investing some money. He made some money in a company. He said, should, should I get out? It, it's, I'm up like 20%. Should I just go ahead and sell it all? No. You can take profits because you bought that company for a reason. And if those reasons are still in place, you keep it. It's, you know yeah, you rebalance your portfolio. You can take some profits off the table, but when you buy something, you buy with the thought of long-term investing, not just trade and take the profits. You'll never be wealthy that way. You won't. You have to stay the course, buy good, solid companies that are growing, and hopefully paying dividends. So, those are some of the things. are strange. you know. This this article was in. Uh, let's see, where was it? There was a. Uh, um, uh, it was an article that we read, and I thought I had it here. I thought I had the reference here, and I'm not seeing it real fast. But this article, it goes into a lot more detail, but those are the rules. I mean, becoming a millionaire is not impossible. It's doable. Uh, gold banking rate, is that what it was? Yeah, so I think that's where we got this article from. So you can find it if you want. As I said, being becoming a millionaire is not Impossible. It's not. It's very doable. It's just going to take you some decades. If you're just a working person, it's a regular salary, have a 401k and IRA, you still, you too can be rich. It take you decades, but spend less than you earn. How many people do you know do that? Hardly anybody. They use credit cards, they borrow money, you know, they... they they don't, and then they don't invest their the rest of their. Um, they even borrow money against their four one ks and their retirement accounts. What What are you thinking? You want to be rich, everybody does. You want to be comfortable in your retirement. You can do it. Just make sure you do it. It's it, it's not that hard. I, I swear, it's not that hard. Okay, you know that one of my primary objectives here on InvestTalk is to answer as many questions as possible. So let's slip in another question here, this time from Los Angeles. It came in earlier on 888-99-CHART.
1: Hey, Steve or Justin, uh, really big fan of the show. Calling in with a question about MPLX. It is a uh, $31 billion oil industry company, currently trading at 12.4 PE with a forward PE ratio of 10.9. Price to sales, 3.9. Price to book, 2.5. Three-year revenue growth average of 25%. And according to StockRover.com, it is on sort of high range of uh, valuation and growth measures relative to its peers. I wondered if this is a good time to get into this and if you think the sector as a whole is is bullish. And I'll be listening on the podcast for your answer. Thanks so much. By the way, this is Nick from Los Angeles. Have
2: a good one.
3: Thanks, Nick. MPLX. It's MPLX Limited Partner, United Part- a limited partnership which owns, operates, develops, and acquires midstream energy infrastructure assets. Okay, and these kinds of companies can be pretty volatile, but generally their valuations are low. Now, they're going to make $2.74 this year after losing $0.80 cents a share last year. And next year, $2.86. Okay, so it's recovering. So it's a $30.23 stock going to make $2.86. So from a P.E. ratio, that's what, about 12, which is not bad. You know, 11, not bad at all. Uh, cash flow is $0.69 cents a share, so pretty low cash flow. They have a high re- dividend, say they're paying 9.1%. And limited partnerships usually do pay high dividends. Um but they don't usually have very high valuations if you'll note for years this stock never got above 30 35 ever 35 and here it is at 30. so I would be cautious at this at this point uh, I would wait for a pretty decent pullback before I would consider entering this position I really would okay appreciate the call they have lots of debt it's not unusual for uh, these limited partners. Okay, we're on a roll, so let's keep going. This time, we
1: pivot to a question from our listener in Oregon. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Nathan from Oregon. Really enjoy your podcast, and I appreciate all the advice you two give. So I just wanted to ask about ticker symbol ROOT, R-O-O-T. I was looking at this as growth play, I would say, uh, back when they IPO'd. They were trading at $27 in October 2020. And the uh, stock price has declined substantially after the fourth quarter earnings report. Revenues dropped 51 percent, but of the next full year, I see some promising signs as revenue was up 19.6 percent for the full year to 341 million, and direct written premiums jumping to 37 percent to 716 million. These figures seem pretty interesting, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts about it. Looks like a pretty good growth play for the future to come. But yeah, thank you so much. Have a nice day. Bye.
3: Root, R O O T, Root Inc., offers app based automobile insurance, homeowner's insurance, and renter's insurance in 30 states. Um, I'm going to give you a no on this one. It hasn't made money. It's never made money. It's not going to make money this year. It's not going to make money next year. Why buy the stock? There's so many others that do. There's supposed to be a growth stock. Well when it you know years ago you know two years ago it was growing very, very fast, but the last three quarters are shrinking sales thirty seven percent fifty two percent and forty five percent with the last three quarters uh will it turn around? I'm sure that it's going to start growing, but until it makes money, i would not it has a negative dollar thirty eight cash flow. I wouldn't be interested in this at all now it is a fairly new company out in what uh, did it come out public? Uh, October of last year, and you were right. It's done nothing but fall since then. I see no, I see no, I I don't see the catalyst to get this thing going. Went from 20-something dollars down to $10.98. There's too many other good stocks to buy. This is not good. I would stay away from this one. Appreciate the call, though. You're now looking at the calendar. We are closing on on July 4th. Looking forward to July fourth. Things are sailing, you know, sailing pretty fast. And the time just goes. It just goes. So I'd like to reserve a minute or two every podcast, you know, talk about Klein Pavis and Peasley, our firm. Here in Invest Talk, you know, Klein Pavis Peasley is the main company that does the investing and has the clients. Vest Talk is the show that we put on on the radio and podcasts. And KPP, you know, um, the, we, the, some of the things that we do, we we make sure, we do we buy things without any bias on either side. We do it because we think it's right. And why we do that is because we practice parallel investing. Meaning, I buy the same things for myself as I do for my clients, same price, same percentage, same everything. So my, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Uh, we, wanna, we want to. We want. Just and I want to. Be on your side of the table with all our investment strategies. And we do. And we are. We're in Irvine, California. You can call our offices in Irvine, California and set up a time. Uh, You can send us an email to sit down and talk to you. We can do it via telephone, video link. Uh, We can exchange emails. We can take a look at your portfolio. All this is free. No obligation of any kind. And we'll tell you what we think of your portfolio. Now. If you want to hire us as money managers, we would love that. But it's not necessary. We still will help you. We want to help you. We like doing it. I like doing it. So don't hesitate to get in touch with us if you want us to take a look at your portfolio. Okay, 888-99-CHARTERS, our number. You can call right now, 888-992-4278. Inflation benefits borrowers, not lenders. Think about this. Even our federal government borrowing tons of trillions of dollars, right? Just tons of money. All buyers are, you know, if inflation kicks in and stays high and keeps growing, the money you borrow today is going to be inflated to cheaper money in the future to pay back the borrowed money. So inflation is going to benefit the borrowers, not the lenders. And that's one of the reasons why some of the banks aren't doing so good right now. They're the lenders, right? They're lending. If inflation kicks up, they're not going to make their money. Their buying power of the money they're going to get back when people start paying their loans back is less if inflation is is, is in the system, which it is. So you got to think about it in terms of that. So the federal government also desperately... They won't ever say this. No one's ever going to point this out. The federal government desperately wants and needs inflation. We've been borrowing more and more and more and more, more money, right? If that money, if we get deflation, that money is going to be hard to pay back. If we have inflation, our dollar is weaker. So you get to pay this debt in the future, the debt you're taking on today, with a lot less money. Did you follow that I mean so it's obvious to me but you know maybe maybe because I've been doing this too long it's obvious to me so remember inflation makes money worth less okay right? so the dollar you have today may be worth only 90 uh, 90 what four cents next year 94 cents in, in today's dollar that's going to be 94 cents in a year from now because we have six percent inflation. So, I get to pay back the loan I take out today, right, today, with weaker dollars in the future. So, I'm going to have more of them, theoretically, because of my wages and salaries all have to go up, theoretically. So, it makes perfect sense, really. It really does. So, that's kind of interesting. I think the government wants inflation. I think that's why the Federal Reserve has said... Point blank, they want to let inflation run a little hot for a while. Why? The more caller questions we fit in the podcast, the better. Your learning experience will continue. We want to make you learn. We want you to become better investors. We want to help you manage your own money if that's what you want to do. If you have the time, we'll help you with it. So give us a call, 888-99-CHART.
1: Hey, guys, my name is Brian from North Carolina. I just want to say I'm a big listener of you
0: guys. I've been following us guys for a while. Uh, I just had a very quick question. I invested into cryptocurrency and I lost a lot of money uh, in the first week or so.
1: And I've been solely kind of like day trading, you know, buying and selling at the highs and the lows for the day. And I finally reached my, uh, my initial investment amount.
0: I was so worried about reaching that that amount again that I didn't take into account taxes, right? I probably made about like five, six transactions of buying and selling. And I wanted to know how that is taxed, right? Is it over my my overall profit at the end of the year or is it after every transaction? If you could just um, answer the question, and I'll be looking forward to uh, hearing your answer. Thank you.
3: So what you do is on every transaction, you have a profit or a loss, okay? So every transaction, you've got to track each individual transaction for profit and loss, long-term profits against long-term losses, short-term profits against short-term losses. So uh, you have to keep track of every trade. It's a pain. If you have a good custodian, they'll keep track of it for you, and you'll get a 1099 at the end of the year to show you exactly what you made, whether a long-term or short-term gain. So, okay, and I don't want to pick on you necessarily, but what you're doing, you won't make money. You won't you won't be rich that way. That's not how you become rich. What you want to do is be a long-term investor in good, solid companies, okay? And then be patient. Yes, you can take risks with a little bit of your money, but basically your invested dollars are based are on the fundamentals of the company, based on the security of that company growing its money in the future, okay? So that's where the bulk of your money should be. It should only be, if you're gonna to try to day trade, you'll probably lose money, okay? Just letting you know. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom, and our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART.
0: are listening to invest talk we've seen the markets go up then down sideways and around it's called volatility and if you're a serious investor you'll have finance and investment questions for steve peasley he's here now taking your calls live invest talk 888-99-CHART
1: yes my name is jackson from richmond virginia um, i had a question about oke uh, one okay inc I had a quick question about dividend. It has a pretty strong dividend, but when I want to understand the dividend payout ratio is really, really high. It's kind of a two-part question. When the dividend ratio was over 60 or 70, that's something I should turn away from, or should I be in the range of 30 to 50, 30 to 60 percent? And then um, also this particular uh, stock, is well, how do you, how you guys feel about it? Thanks.
3: Okay, this is One Oak Inc., uh, and it's engaged in natural gas and natural gas gathering and processing in Rocky Mountains. Uh, one of my clients brought this to my attention two, three months ago, and I actually bought it in my 401k, my personal 401k, and I like it. Uh, it's done very well. Um, it is a $24 billion company. It's going to make $3.22 this year after making two forty nine dollars last year and $3.44 next year. I like the steadiness of that, that income. It does pay close to a 7% dividend. Okay, so it's a fifty-four dollar stock, so it's paying about it's, pay, it's. That's a pretty high payout ratio. Okay, so I'm worried about it. Yes, I bought it much lower than the current price, and it wasn't as bad. But that is a pretty high payout ratio. Return on equity is eighteen percent, and sales growth went, jumped fifty percent in the most recent quarter. Before that, that was shrinking. I like the natural gas play. Now, I don't know if I'd be a buyer at this price. Uh, I'm tending to to hold on to it. I'm a long-term holder of all the stocks. When I buy for my clients or for myself, my intention is to keep those stocks for long-term, okay? Doesn't mean it is. That happens, but that's the intention. Uh, uh, This got up to about $80 in 2019. In 2019, it made $3.07, and this got up to $80, or close to $80. And it's going to make three forty-four. so I think it still has room to run. I really do. Not cheap, necessarily, now, but it's not. It's, I would say it's fairly priced at $54. Okay? O-K-E is the symbol, everybody. O-K-E. Unemployment claims this week Jumped. They've been falling, 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 falling. They jumped this week to 412,000. This this report this week, for actually it's last week, but reported this week. 412,000 filing for unemployment claims. It was 375,000 the week before. Okay, and it was expected to be 375,000 again, but it was 412,000. So there's fits and starts of this recovering economy it's not a smooth recovery just going up it's not uh, the um, lei you know what that is leading economic indicator report comes out every month it's up 1.3 percent it was up 1.3 percent the last month before too so what does that tell you leading economic indicators is actually made, comprised of 10 leading economic indicators and it, you're supposed to interpret it to mean that in the next three to six months, if it's positive, and depending on how positive, how much growth. But if it's just positive, the economy will be will be expanding in the next three to six months. Okay, and they don't. It doesn't tell you how much, but the higher the number, the assumption, the more expansion there'll be. So 1.3 percent is a pretty decent number. So we should expect expansion of our economy. And we didn't need the LEI to tell us that, did we? I've been telling you that. And we all know from all the other numbers. But the expansion is not going to be just a smooth expansion across all sectors. Because there's, you know, there's different problems out there. We have, you know, an interruption of the supply chain. And it's still, it's still a problem. still is, okay? 888-99-CHART, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. 992 4278 I want to get to the retail sales report before the end of the show if I can Oh, are we already done with the show? What the heck? Can't believe that. I'm Steve Peasley. This completes another Talk program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our show, about our podcast. It's all free. You can get a free download from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and investtalk.com. We would like you to rate us. You can browse by subject, the podcast by subject, if you want. You know, 401ks, whatever, whatever value stocks, interest rates, whatever, whatever you can. Um, independent things, share success, everybody. I appreciate you being with me. This is Invest Talk, and have a great night.